Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning. Happy Sunday. It is Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer with you for the next two hours. Hope everyone's doing okay. Uh, Those wins were, if you were trying to sleep last night, those wins were not your friend. But hopefully you sustained no damage and uh, were uh, okay, except for maybe kept up for a majority of the night. As you heard in the forecast, those winds will subside. Actually, looks beautiful outside our Amherst studios right now. And we have a show for you, as we do every Sunday, Uh, a lot of talk about former President Trump being indicted, has obviously put a focus on that, as well as 2024. So I thought for this first hour, we would get a Democrat perspective and a Republican perspective with two friends of the show, starting with this first segment with the former host of this show and current Erie County Comptroller, Kevin Hardwick. Kevin, good morning. Happy Sunday. Good morning, Joe. Happy Sunday to you. Uh, Kevin, how was the winds uh, where you are? Well, I'll tell you, they were howling last night. Uh, yeah, I uh, I had a flashback to the blizzard, you know, hearing the winds all night. It wasn't quite as bad, but uh, but there was some tree damage around us this morning, a little bit of cleanup, but uh, nothing, nothing too severe. Well, that's good to hear, Kevin. All right. Well, speaking of uh, too severe, we obviously politics uh, going on. And, you know, we, we had last Saturday, we heard from the former president on uh, True Social, that he was going to be arrested on Tuesday. Obviously, that didn't happen, but talks are that this is going to happen. Kevin, from a Democratic perspective, what does this mean if the former president is indicted, in your opinion? It depends on where he's indicted. I mean, the focus has been on New York County, which is Manhattan, uh, and Alvin Bragg, the prosecutor there. Um, And if he's indicted there for the Stormy Daniels thing, I don't know that it's uh, it's necessarily good for Democrats. I don't think Democrats are are uh, are uh, licking their chops and saying I can't wait for this to happen because I think that's the weakest of the uh, several cases that uh, that he's facing, uh, and it's one where the uh, uh, the prosecutor is going to have to perform uh, legal acrobatics to come in with the indictment and to prosecute him and to eventually win, and I'm not sure that's going to happen. I mean, I don't think if you're a Democrat, you want this. 
a particular prosecution to be the poster child for everything against Trump, uh, because Trump will use it and he'll say, you know, this is an out of control prosecutor and this is nothing. And this is the first time it's ever been charged like this. And they had to go all through these machinations to get this done. Uh, and, and this is what I'm dealing with. Um, and I think people would be sympathetic to that. Uh, the people in the middle, uh, obviously people on the far left uh, will want Trump indicted for jaywalking and people on the, uh, uh, far right, uh, he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue like he talked about when he first ran, and, and they would have no problem with that. Uh, but it's the people in the middle that matter. And I think you would rather, if you're a Democrat, see the prosecution down in Georgia and Fulton County that deals with tampering with the election there and, and recorded phone calls. And apparently there's not just one call now to the Secretary of State, which started all this, who, of course, was a, uh, a, a Republican, but also the uh, – a recording of a call he had with the Speaker of the Georgia House, who was also a Republican. So this one, you know, if you're a, a Democrat, you would much rather see this be the first indictment. And then there's the special counsel cases, the federal cases, uh, special prosecutor Jack Smith concerning uh, January 6th, and then those documents that were found at Mar-a-Lago. Certainly those cases are all stronger, and if you're looking for a poster child for Donald Trump, if you're a Democrat, you want it to be one of those cases and not the Elvin Bragg case. So you think, I mean, obviously, like you said, Kevin, you know, people on the far left you see on social media, they're cheering this on, hoping to see former President Trump in handcuffs. But would you say most Democrats probably agree with what former Governor Cuomo said uh, about making this political? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think, first of all, most Democrats and most Republicans probably aren't following this all that closely. Uh, but I think those that are, I think uh, I, I, I think you want as clean a case as possible. And that's not the Manhattan case. That's the uh, that's more the Fulton County case or the two two federal cases concerning January 6th and, and the documents found at Mar-a-Lago. Now, looking at 2024, Kevin, because that's obviously the second part of any kind of indictment, uh, you mentioned, you know, this would get sympathy for Trump. Uh, but do you think there is a way that former president, in, in your Democratic perspective, that there's a way former President Trump does win in 2024? Do you think he is the biggest threat to a Joe Biden second term? I don't know that he's the biggest threat, but he's certainly a threat. I mean, no one gave him a chance when he came out in 2015, including myself. I just thought he wanted to, you know, uh, drum up some business, and it was all a big joke. Um, but, you know, it turned out to be anything but that. Uh, yeah, so I, if, if uh, you know, you, you do have some Democrats out there saying, yes, let's have a rematch, and, and we'll put him away, you know, and he'll lose again. It'll be the same thing. And it'll hurt the uh, hurt the it'll draw down the whole uh, uh, Republican ticket. And that may be indeed be the case. But I'm not sure that you want to if you're a Democrat, you're hoping for that. I think you'd uh, you know, you, you have to take him seriously. Looking at the other Republican candidates, obviously Ron DeSantis, not a candidate yet because he has not declared, but is probably the second most popular to uh, former President Trump. Do you think compared to Trump, DeSantis has a better chance of getting independence or those moderate Democrats that voted for Trump in 2016? Well, well, he was in second place. I think his, his stock is going down with the base. 
I mean, this past week, you saw Trump's numbers with all this talk of indictment going up, and you saw DeSantis's going down. And, of course, Trump was raising money off this. And if he gets indicted, he'd even raise more money. Um, but if it were to come to a general election, and, and to answer your question about the people in the middle, the uh, independents, yeah, I think I think that a DeSantis uh, would be able to uh, uh, attract more of them than than Trump. Uh, he certainly, uh, you know, he certainly doesn't have the baggage that uh, that Trump does. Now, looking at 2024, Kevin, because that was the second part of uh, of the first hour, and 2024, obviously, Joe Biden still. Hasn't officially made the decision, but let's be honest, he's probably going to be the nominee. Do you think the Democrats could have someone better than Joe Biden? Because remember, when he first ran in 2020, he said he was only going to be a one-term president. Do you think he should be or uh, primary? Do you think that would be best for the party? If it were up to me, we, uh, the Democratic Party would find someone else. Uh, I think he served his purpose. You know, basically he won— uh, for a number of reasons, but primarily because he was not Donald Trump, and he's kept his promise. He's not Donald Trump. Uh, but if he were to uh, to run for a second term, um, you know, he does have some bag of baggage of his own uh, from the first term that would be hung on him. Uh, and he also has the age problem. Let's face it. I mean, I'm you know I'm getting older myself, uh, and uh, you know uh, when you lose a step when you when you uh, turn a turn another year on the calendar. Uh, and with his advanced age, you have to you have to worry. Uh, and I think more of the focus would be on the vice president then, and uh, more people would be examining Kamala Harris. And I'm not sure how that would play out. Um, I think that uh, if the party could move forward with a different candidate, I think that uh, a lot of people would feel better about that. How do you feel about a Gavin Newsom? Do you think he is probably do you think he's on the list of potential 2024 nominees if Joe Biden decides not to run? Well, well, well any any big state governor would be on that list, certainly. And Gavin Newsom, although maybe not a household name, is more of a household name than a lot of the other candidates. Uh, but I think you'd, you know, if Biden made it known that he was not going to run, I think you'd have people coming out of the woodwork again. And we'd see a scene like we did four years ago when in the first debate in, I think it was June on NBC uh, in 2015, a year, I'm sorry, in 2000, um, 2019, a year ahead of the uh, 2020 election, you had like two debates with 10 each, right? 10 one night, 10 the next night. And then you had four or five candidates who didn't even make it onto the stage. You'd have, you know, another 20, 25 candidates running. Now, Kevin, you're the comptroller. You, um, you, you are the former host of this show. You're also a uh, political science professor. And, you know, everyone says the history, right? Uh, you know, history will be kind to so-and-so. Our history will really expose so-and-so. If you could get in the DeLorean and go 20 years down, the, down in the future, what will history say about not only Donald Trump, but also Joe Biden, in your opinion? Well, I think I think the focus will be more on uh, more on Donald Trump because certainly he uh, you know he shook things up, uh, and I'm not sure that uh, history will be kind to him. I mean, he did get impeached twice. Uh, he set the record there. Uh, he has half of the impeachments uh, in in United States history. I think uh, you know much like uh, uh, much like Richard Nixon. Uh, you know, when when he died, the first line in his obituary was about resigning, being the only president to to resign. Uh, I, you know, I think I think Trump is going to going to carry that for a while. The impeachments. 
Do you think, um, you know, everyone said, oh, this is going to become political. Do you think Republicans will attempt to impeach Joe Biden? I don't know. I don't think that would be in their best interest because it would look political and it would uh, come back and bite them, I think. Uh, So I think I I think certainly a lot of them would like to do that. Uh, And you may have uh, articles uh, uh, introduced but I don't think they're going to go anywhere. I think cooler heads will prevail. Now, I, I want to get your thoughts on something that's happening statewide as well. We've seen the Erie County legislature, um, you know, push kind of push back or send a message to Albany when it comes to uh, this 2030 fossil fuel ban um, that, you know, is proposed in the budget. And I know that's I'm using that word uh, loosely. Mm-hmm. Um And we're starting to see other Democrats push back. Monica Wallace has said some things. Uh, Sean Ryan, there's a pause in the Senate on this fossil fuel ban. Do you think this uh, Democrats are going to eventually go along with Kathy Hochul on this? Or is this something the governor's going to have to maybe wait another year to impose? Well, well, you're certainly not going to see upstate and, and western New York. Uh, uh, Democrats go along with it. I I, I don't think it would be in their best interest to do so. Uh, The problem for the Democrats is the downstate uh, folks, especially the folks from from New York City. They seem to be pushing this. And so there's there's a bit of a struggle going on within both the Assembly and the Senate. And, you know, uh, the rest of us are waiting on the sidelines to see how this turns out. And Kevin, one last thing, because the uh, the county executive put this out. Now I, I want to know your take. If you if you don't have any, that's fine as well. Um, but the uh, the in the paper yesterday, it said Republicans blocked a forty four million dollar um, spending project, which the county executive said uh, will not be able to get major road work done. What's your take on that? And how did Republicans block that? Well, it was a it was a bonding the the annual capital bonding resolution. Every year we we bond about forty million dollars for a variety of projects. Uh, a lot of them are road projects, which primarily benefit the uh, the districts uh, occupied by the Republicans because you know there are no roads, uh, county roads in the three cities. Um, the uh, this is one of a few cases where the four members of the Republican minority can flex their muscles. There are seven Democrats. There are four Republicans. A majority vote goes whatever the Democrats want every time. Uh, but a bonding resolution uh, requires a supermajority, and they would have to pick up eight votes. Uh, Democrats only have seven, so they need a Republican to join them. Normally, this is not this uh, controversial, uh, but Republicans are complaining that Uh, um, uh, projects that were bonded for, including road projects, you know, two, three years ago still haven't been done. And we've taken out the money and and, you know, it's it's sitting there Uh, and they make the case that uh, that, you know, we're paying interest on that money. I would note that, yes, we are paying interest on those bonds, but we're also making interest because my office is investing that money in uh, T-bills and and other financial instruments. Um, But you know, it's a point. It's a point well taken. I think for each of these projects, there probably is an explanation. You know, a, 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 a project that was a road project that was approved a couple of years ago may have run into some snags, uh, may have been some environmental concerns, or something that's that stopped it. Uh, but what the what the uh, Republicans have done now is they said we're not going to approve this, so they're holding up the 44 million dollars uh, for the capital projects this year. 
what that does, uh, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a risky game because what it does is it holds that money up. And the next meeting of the legislature, which it could be approved, is April 13th. You know, we have a very short construction season in in this neck of the woods, uh, and it's nice to get this capital resolution passed early uh, because once it's passed, there's a source of funds, and my office can advance money, can advance them cash, knowing that we're going to replace it with the bond funds later, and we would do so. So as soon as it passes, we could provide the money for, for the much-needed road work. Well, this is going to hold it up, and, you know, uh, much of that road work uh, still needs uh, preparation, engineering, and uh, in some cases, some contracts have to well bid out and things like that. Um, so you know, this is this is in the end, it's going to hurt people uh, who rely on those those county roads. Uh, is it worth it? Uh, do they uh, do the Republicans uh, have some use their leverage to to get some of these other projects going? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know the specifics of these projects. If they're projects which uh, are not going, uh, even though they were bonded a couple of years ago, for good reasons, uh, like environmental review and, and, and other things, uh, then, then it doesn't make sense. So this is, this is something that play, is going to play out. It's high stakes. And from the controller's standpoint, I hope that they resolve it quickly. I hope at their next meeting on April 13th, they pass the resolution uh, because I think uh, I think uh, uh, other people are watching us. You know, we're going to be going out to the market uh, in the next, you know, few months or next year. Uh, borrowing money for the Bill Stadium, uh, and we're going to get a uh, you know we're going to go out and ask uh, bond rating firms to you know give us uh, give us a good rating, uh, and just like your credit score, the better your your credit score, the better interest rate you get on your uh, on your uh, uh, credit, um, and we're looking for a good good bond rating, and you know this sort of stuff, uh, you know the rating agencies look at this and they take a dim view of it. I'll leave it at that. All right, Kevin, final question. I asked this of Senator Sean Ryan last week. I'm going to ask it of you. I'm going to ask it uh, of Carl as well. You know, uh, Siena Research Poll came out on the budget. One of the interesting things about the Siena Research Poll were uh, New Yorkers were asked uh, if Republicans have gone to the extreme and if the Democratic Party has gone to the extreme. And a majority of Americans say that both of the major political parties have gone to the extremes. Kevin, what is something we can point at that could maybe get the perception of these parties to not both be on the extremes? You know, I think I think we've uh, we've got to come around, uh, you know, things that bring us together. I think that um, at least in our neck of the woods, hopefully uh, when we uh, finish up the negotiations on the bill stadium, Democrats and Republicans will come together. I mean, we often come together over over things like that, over, over sports. Um, you know, last week, you know, you know what brought us together last week, just before they started arguing over this $44 million? It was Howard Simon. Howard Simon was honored at the uh, county legislature, and all the legislators stood up there, and they all applauded him, and it was, it was fantastic. I mean, we do, you know, we do have more in common than we have disagreements. It's the disagreements that get all the attention. Um, so I'm hoping that, uh, that for the good of everybody, uh, we can stop this uh, hyperpartisan nonsense and, you know, uh, do the work of the people. Howard Simon, great guy, uniting Western New York. Hey, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And a Mets fan. Yes, of course. And, you know, Kevin, it's one of my favorite weeks of the year this Thursday, four o'clock. Hopefully the Mets, uh, hopefully we learn if the Mets have a closer on Thursday. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's going to be a long year if they don't. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm sure they'll find it. It's funny. We have three Mets fans here now, Pasquale, you, and I. Right? We could, we could break format and just do Mets talk. <laughs> you, know, you know, you might want to pitch that to Tim Wenger. Oh, you don't think I have? I told him Thursday <laughs> is just going to be me commentating the Mets game live on the air. <laughs> hey, Kevin, always great uh, talking with you. Erie County Comptroller Kevin Hardwick, founder of the show you're listening to. Kevin, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. That is Kevin Hardwick. If you missed any of that, you can miss, or you can miss, you can uh, find it online at WBEN.com and on the Odyssey app. That was the Democratic perspective. When we come back, Carl Calabrese will give us the Republican perspective. A lot of the same questions. We'll also go down some other avenues as well with Carl. That's after the news here on News Radio 930 WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 